No matter where you come from, you can find success in real estate. And today's guest, Vinny Smiles Chopra, is a perfect example of that. Coming from India, moving to the United States, and building an incredible business built on multifamily, senior living, and other commercial real estate assets. He's somebody we can all look up to, and it's a great conversation. Let's get into it. This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Steven Pesavento. For as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. Let's take a quick break from today's show because I'm excited to share with you something that has completely changed my life. It's made a huge difference for my ability to scale from zero to 200 deals in under three years, my ability to scale into the multifamily space, and frankly, my ability to bring to you this phenomenal podcast. And it all comes down to community and surrounding ourselves with phenomenal peers, phenomenal mentors, people who are already in the trenches learning and doing the day-to-day activities in the space that we're looking to learn. And I'm grateful because one of my mentors, somebody I've been learning multifamily investing from the operations side, from the ins and outs, Reed Goosens of Wildhorn Capital, who has over 2,400 units that they control, over 320 million of asset under management, that they are have put together a really, really cool program called the Multifamily MBA, which is really designed to bring together operators who are looking to scale past a thousand units together to be able to share in some of the challenges and some of the victories that come in as being a multifamily operator. So if you're somebody who, you know, has a couple hundred units under your belt, you've got some experience, you're looking to scale past a thousand units, or maybe you're somebody who's learned a lot of the basics, but you're looking to understand how to put it all together into one coherent process and system, then you definitely want to check out the multifamily MBA because what Reed's put together is something I'm super impressed with and I'm honored honored to be able to be a facilitator in the group and to be able to bring some of the mindset strategies that have really been able to make a difference in my business. So if you're interested in learning more about it, you can check out the multifamilymba.com or you can head over to the investormindset.com slash MFMBA. We've put together a really cool in-depth advanced training talking about how you can scale past a thousand units and you can get access to that, the investormindset.com slash MFMBA. I hope you'll take us up on that. If you're an operator, you're looking to scale, check it out. And uh, I look forward to being able to work with you and alongside you in this journey of learning how to be the best operators we can be. Welcome back, guys, to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pesavento, and today I have a very special guest, Vinny Chopra, in the studio. How are you doing today, Vinny? I'm doing awesome, Stephen. It's such a great day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's what I love. That's what I love to hear. And everyone knows you as Vinny Smile Chopra because you got such a big smile on your face as you do right now for all those watching on video. But you're a real estate investor, syndicator, best-selling author, host of four podcasts, multifamily educator, mentor, dedicated husband of over 40 years, and father of two residing in California for over 40 plus years. And you have a phenomenal portfolio of over 45 units, uh, 4,500 uh, units, uh, counting 
for over 440 million of multifamily senior assisted living and hospitality type assets. And you're very passionate about helping people achieve financial freedom uh, and giving back to folks within the community. So I'm really excited because we're going to be getting into something that you're an absolute professional at, understanding how we can really help serve investors and dive into some phenomenal stuff about syndication. You ready to get into it? Oh, I'm totally into it, Stephen. The biggest thing is we are the steward, right? God brought us on this small uh, span of life, let's say 100 years, you know, and we need to just give as much as we can to the mankind. I think that's my overarching principle and so forth. And that's what stems into investors because a lot of investors need to be educated. That's the word, educated I have never asked for any money from any investor. It's that by educating them, they get to know you and they get to feel how sincere you are, how transparent you are, what you are built on. You know, I always say that there are four, you know, goals. One is investors are gold. Second is residents are gold. We never call tenants. There are no tenants in my communities. They are always residents. And then third one is our team members because we are vertically integrated. So we manage all our assets. So, you know, lately we have gone into third party management, but for last 12 years, I managed all our assets. So team members are gold. And then comes the vendors are gold. Hold on. If the vendors are not there, we'll be out of the zoo, you know? Then comes the team members and the professional management is at the bottom, you know, myself, my family, our VPs and everybody. So it's how the whole thing is. It's like this. The biggest we have to serve the investors and then the residents and so on. It's such a good way to think about that. And so before we dive into some of the the fun stuff we're about to, I want to get personal just for one question here. So if we look back at earlier in your life, what events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today, Vinny? You know, essentially, my friends tell me when I was growing up in India, as you know, I wanted to become an engineer, really. And I became one Mm -hmm. for the largest company in India. But I wanted to do my MBA, MBA in marketing. I thought engineering and marketing would be awesome. I always thought I was a goal setter in life, always very studious boy and this and that. But that, you know, my parents ingrained in my mind that you got to work hard. You got to study and work hard and give your very best. So that's when I came to this country with $7. Some people know that. And, you know, working hard here also because, you know, I knew that I need to earn my tuition and things like that. And it's been wonderful, right? For 40 years, I've been married 40 years. We moved into Bay Area. We live in Blackhawk, nice place here and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes so much sense, right? Because you've really got that immigrant mindset. You came from a place, you decided to go to a new place, go through extreme challenges that go along with that. And you brought that work ethic. And that's one of the reasons you've been able to be successful. So I hope listeners can take that away and maybe apply that immigrant mindset in your own businesses, even if you don't happen to uh, be moving across the world to a new place. Yeah, I think it's desire to be very productive every day. That's hard work. That's smart work. I call it smart work too, because we could all be working 14 hours a day, but at the end of the day, nothing to show for, you know? So that's the other quality, I would say, which I learned over the years, 
by making each and every moment count to make sure that we are able to mindset. I think that's the huge part. And your podcast is the mindset. You know, we got to totally take care of the mind. Every morning is a new day. It's a new life. Every day is a birthday, literally, because we get up in the morning after eight hours, seven hours of sleep when we are unconscious or conscious, right? You know, but the key thing is each day we need to make it the best day. And how can we make it if we feel that, you know, what we are trying to do a bigger goal, cutting down into smaller goals, smaller goals, and then activities of keeping, you know, what are the best activities? Again, the mindset for me today or every day is how can I move the needle? How can I talk to more investors? How can I talk to more brokers? You know, I mean, what's the most important thing for the day? Not downtime, not really doing emailing and this and that, but, you know, planning and executing those visions, you know? That's beautiful. And it's it's so important for us to be really, really clear. And for a lot of passive investors, the folks that you serve, you know, when they're getting started, when they're looking to start investing in this space, there's a lot of hurdles that they end up facing. And so since you've worked with so many people, obviously 440 million plus in assets under management, you've definitely raised some money and worked with people who have invested with you and alongside you. So what are some of those biggest hurdles passive investors often make before they actually get started investing? Oh, totally. You know, the biggest thing is every individual investors is different. What their past is, where they are right now, if they lost money in stock market, real estate, what are their pain points, right? We always want to be a problem solver in life because that's how the businesses are built. We look at, okay, what and how can we find out their pain points or what they're thinking and their risk factors? Everything is by giving them time to speak. See, many times we just speak, 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 and we don't give other people to really tell us what they want to know. So that's a big thing. So educating them and asking them a little bit more and a little bit more what their past has been, you know, where they are going, what kind of diversification do they do in their investment portfolio right there? Because real estate should be in everybody's portfolio. Oh, that's a mindset. So always we want to make sure that they are diversifying it, you know, into a lot of things now, right? You know, I mean, stock, cash, precious metals, crypto, then real estate should be a big part and educating them how the taxes in USA are so favorable to get the passive losses and things like that, if they don't know, or self-directed IRAs. So more educating you know, platform is the best way. I started with one investor, right? Sitting in his living room, some people know it. And he was able to invest 50,000 in 20 minutes. I had nothing and nothing to show for, right? Then he increased it to 100, then 125. And I gave huge returns. Now we have 221 investors. That's all total. And I've raised 160 or 70 million, you know, now in the last many years. So essentially keeping the mindset of going after high net worth investors. So that's the other part. I hope your audience will catch that, what I just said. I made a decision 13 years back that I would love 
for investors to ask me everything and find out that this is the best deal, but don't try me to give me 5,000. Don't try me to give me 15 or 25,000. I want them to take a big plunge with me at 50 or 100. And then I stopped even taking 50 for 13 years. You know, so all my investors are in the 100 and 200 and 700 range now. 700, one deal, 700, another deal, 500. So what that has done is I have built these high net worth professionals who have peers, the clubs and the people they go to associate, they are also very rich. Hold on. So it's just mushroomed. And I hope everybody is always trying to move the needle and ask them to go higher, you know, and take investors to a new level is the word, right? And now we do three-tier investing also, Stephen. What does that mean? Before I used to do, okay, you put 100 or two or five or a million, you get the same returns. Now we changed it. So now it's a 100,000 to 199, one pack, then 200 to 499, another pack, 500 plus is another pack. So they get preferential cash flow, preferred returns, higher, 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 and equity gain also higher, higher, higher. Why not? You know, if they are putting more money, they're taking more risk with me, right? So I need to give them more rewards. Yeah, that's a huge concept here that I think a lot of people would overlook is that what you've actually done is you've figured out, I'm going to serve high net worth individuals because they have a specific need. And by serving a handful of these folks, they end up connecting me with another handful and another handful and another handful and that grows. But I also want to reward those people who are willing to take the trust that they have in me and put it forward into an investment with a much larger investment. So you're actually incentivizing those, those, uh, those whale type investors by giving them even better returns. And oftentimes those investors expect higher returns for taking a larger amount of risk. So yeah. you've really set up your operation to be able to serve folks in that kind of a way. So, you know, a lot of people on here are passive investors. Some of them are high net worth. Some of them want to learn how to get into this space from an operation perspective. But talk to me about when you're just getting started and you've got a handful of investors, just a few people who trust you and you've started to build the business. How do you start going out and growing those personal connections? You know, the way that you did, the way that you've been able to build your business over the last 13 years. I'm so glad you're saying that. I think the biggest thing was that I set up my business 13, 14 years back as a total transparent business. Other words, I told my investors, you can ask for me for anything. No holds barred. Everybody gives you rent rolls and the P&Ls, and I promised them I will never give them rent rolls or P&Ls in Excel worksheet. I said, why? I'll tell you why. Because you need to get authenticity of everything you get from your sponsors. And I teach that in my academy. I teach my investors that you've got to ask anywhere they are investing money. They need to provide you the software when they took those reports from and what date and time those reports were run. Hold on. So what I've given them is the power to believe in the system and I tell them you can ask for bank statements, capex, invoices, you name it. 
I mean, anything is no holds barred. And I have slides in my PowerPoint presentation that I designed for every asset. I've been doing quarterly meetings live, recorded on Zoom with live questions coming in back and forth. I don't believe in sending newsletters and hoopla and this and that or emails. I believe in talking to them. They listen to me, they look at me and I bring the property to them. Aha. Uh -huh. Because none of them go from California to Texas or Georgia or you know Florida like that. So I, when I travel, or we could even ask our managers, they have cameras, they got iPhones and others to give you the best of the best pictures of the CapEx and other stuff. And we put them in PowerPoints to show them, you know, so they feel good and they sleep good at nighttime because they know that the operator is sincere and honest and things like that. Right. So, so you're providing a series of uh, uh, you're providing a very quality level of transparency, which I think is so important. And you're encouraging them to ask for these things, which I think is beautiful. And that's obviously going to get people to refer folks to you. But other than from referrals, what are you going out doing as far as building those relationships or kind of attracting people into your world? Yeah, Stephen. So the new people, again, it's brand, branding, branding and branding. Let me say that nowadays you will not go too far. If you don't have a good brand, a good website, you know, you have written some, uh, you know, blog articles and things like that because P and LinkedIn, you have to have a good LinkedIn because the thing is nowadays people want to know you, who you are, right? So you got to have a credibility, kind of like a, you know, flyer or credibility kit, we call it, right? Putting everything under the sink into that, who you are, where you are being, what kind of training you're getting, right? For the even starting out people, you know, you have to have a one business card, which is huge because if you don't sell yourself in the first 30 seconds, you're gone, you know? So that's what the world has come to because these investors are very savvy. Passive investors are very, very savvy. There is so much information out there. They have 18 questions to ask you, literally. You know, so that's where it is. So the new people, how I'm getting my new people is through ClickFunnel, ActiveCampaign, MailChimp. I have branding partner in Pune, India, and I pay them very little money, 3000 a month only, you know, and they are putting me all over the place. They are doing all editing, all advertising, everything. I'm now, you know, we had nine appointments yesterday. Hold on from high net worth people, they don't know me at all, but they just came through the click funnel, through active campaign, went through several series of emails, and now they're ready to talk to Vinny and John, my VP of the uh, you know investor relations. So we take them through educating them two, three times. Then in the future, when the deal comes, that's when they will get the deal. So that's how we are increasing our you know, number of investors have gone from 152 to almost 211. And now we are increasing every week so many more. And these are people saying, Vinny, I want to put 1 million. I have 2 million. I have 4 million. 
<laughs> well, so this is really, really good to understand what operators do to attract investors in. So if you're a passive investor, and you're listening to go and find people who have built that brand, who are going out there and showing that credibility to be able to go and get within their circle, within the world that they've created. So you can start getting these emails and start educating yourself on how they think. So you can start understanding, well, does their values match with mine? Does it align with what I'm looking for? And as you go, if you were to jump on Vinny's list, for example, you'd probably start seeing things and you'd be able to quickly decide, hey, does this feel like something that's, you know, is a fit for me? And if it's not, that's great because it actually protects Vinny from talking to people who aren't a good fit. And so that that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. But thank you. Thank you, Stephen. And, you know, I know a lot of people do webinars. I would love to say that I've never done a webinar for my deal. I always on the quarterly meetings, I always sell my next project and everything to my already existing investors. <laughs> so I love to do these videos because it's every investor is going to watch it all the way anyway. They may not come on the Zoom meeting, maybe 10% show up, right? Or 15% because of conflict of time and all that. But we send the link of the recorded presentation to every investor. So at the end of every PowerPoint presentation is my next deal or what I'm doing and this and that and all that stuff, right? So, you know, I just, you know, send them then like a, as soon as they get a property contracted, we put a one flyer, two, three page flyer and we send it to them that we are into contract now. And then you will get this package quickly. As soon as the OM is ready, we shoot them out and then we send them the same investors who have been dealing with us for so many years, just send them the soft commitment and done. No webinar. Well, that relationship really has been built over time. And so, you know, just based on that relationship, I'm sure a lot of people are investing. Um, yes. So what kind of foundation do you recommend that a passive investor has and how do you recommend they go building that foundation of education so that when there is an opportunity to invest in a deal, they're able to confidently say, this is a deal for me or nope, this is not a deal. Very good point. I would highly, highly recommend, I don't want to say that, but you know, my book, which is an international top seller is a great book. It took me two years to write it. Passive investors would love, love to learn what the whole psychology is how the uh, operators go about finding the deals, right? And what to look for and so forth. Then again, I'm not promoting everything, but I, my third book is coming out, which is Senior Living Investing Made Easy. Again, I wrote the book with my partners to teach the passive investors how to really look into any asset and then ask some very pointed questions to see the track records and you know what what really goes under into underwriting the biggest thing is you know operators have to be very sincere and give conservative projections that's the key mm -hmm. you know a lot of time we can slip some numbers and it becomes very high returns right <laughs> it's the matter of numbers right you know and that's where it can get into trouble, you know? So track record is big, principles, what up front in the loan principles, how many people are there? Because too many uh, cooks in the kitchen 
spoil the recipe. I always say that, you know, so you need to be having all those things in mind. Yeah, that's some really good advice. And for people who don't know the book that Vinny's talking about is Apartment Syndication Made Easy, a step-by-step guide. You guys can find that on uh, on Amazon or anywhere. Highly rated book. Uh, I would definitely recommend you guys check that out. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And then yours is Mindset, you know, your podcast. <laughs> So I wrote this one, Positivity Brings Profitability, Stephen. And my wife, actually, I have to give kudos to her. She said, Vinny, your first book was such a big hit, but that was for a limited audience. <laughs> she was, we've been married 40 years. We just celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary. She says, you are the most positive guy I know. You've got to write a book on positivity. I just started writing the next day. <laughs> Yeah, it, make, it makes so much sense. You really are. And and where did that first come from? Where did you really start developing that mindset of looking at things through such a bright lens? You know, I would say, Stephen, I was not like that when I entered USA, to be truthful. But in the early years, 44 years back, I was given the book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, W.J. Schwartz, Magic of Thinking Big, Dale Carnegie's book, right? Zig Ziglar's book. So I've been a product, I say that to everybody, my mentors are so many, and I just have learned so many principles which have ingrained in my mind so that I've been practicing them. And that's the result, you know, what I'm, my thinking is very positive, very upbeat and so forth. And I also look at things to crush it on a daily basis, which is Eckhart Tolle's book is amazing, by the way, if anybody would like to pick that up in Amazon, Akatoli, the power of now, and then Miracle Morning, my uh, friend, Hal Elrod, you know, his book from Go Abundance, all those great books are there. So we can actually learn from the books and the videos and the YouTube is amazing. What a great mentor. You know, you could just look at any subject and it teaches you so much. So even right now, I'm so much learning and I, I just feel like, you know, there's so much to spread, you know? Yeah. Well, that book, the think the book Thinking Are Rich, if you guys haven't rec- read it, I definitely highly recommend it. It's one of those that ends up when you really read it at the right time and with real intention, it opens your mind to all types of things. And it starts, you start layering with all these different ideas and uh, it can really be a game changer. Totally, totally. And law of attraction. I really believed in, you know, the secret, right? There's a movie out there, Secret Book, Rhonda Burns wrote it. But before that, even in 1910, 1915, a lot of those principles have been defined. But manifestation of the positivity and the signaling, how strongly your signals are, what you want to achieve in life is so important. With total convictions, we send out in the cosmo, I say, energy that I want to accomplish that goal somehow it happens. It has happened in my life, in a lot of people's lives. I mean, senior living, for example, assisted senior living. I've been thinking about getting into that field for three years, three years. Here I'm an apartment operator and buyer, already built apartments. I said, God, how can I get into senior living? Hold on. Through the Cosmo, I get, you know, John Rusin comes into my fold and John said, Vinny, you got to talk to my buddy, Imran, who went to school with me and he's building senior living now. <laughs> I mean, look at the connection. 
And now we are tied at the hip. We are doing so many assisted luxury senior livings, you know, ground ups and stabilized. And it's multifamily at its core because 18, 19 units collect $4 million. Hold on, in a year. So I found out multifamily senior living is the safest investment for the passive investors too, because we don't have to chase jobs. Economy has zero, zero effect on assisted senior living. Not the nursing homes, not others, you know, a lot of things affect those or independent livings, but we just found this soft spot of assisted living, yeah. Yeah, well, senior living is such a hot, topic right now. It's something that a lot of people are talking about, but people don't really know where to get started. Before we part ways for the day, what resources would you recommend if somebody's interested in learning more about senior living? You know, I would say that, you know, big shift, right? The big shift, the book came out, but you could even just Google the word silver tsunami. Please just Google the word silver tsunami. You'll find out how 10,000 baby boomers, right, are turning 65 every day in USA. 10,000 of that population is turning 65. Similarly, 80, 75, 85 is also progressing along, right? We have almost 5.7 million 85 plus seniors in our community. They're gonna be 20 million. Three times more because wow. we are aging and we are living longer. Hold on. So what we are finding is that assisted senior living, that's when somebody has a slip and fall or one partner passes away in the 83 to 100 years of age. That's the age group. But they need to be not able to cook. So we need, you know, meals and everything. Uh, they cannot dress well or things like that. So that's the assisted living, which we have found as the sweet spot where we can build luxury one level. So COVID didn't hurt us at all. We had zero deaths, zero coronaviruses in the 14 that we are managing right now, you know, and we are building them like four. We are building start during COVID. Hold on. And then we have four or six next year and next year. So demand is strong, strong, strong. The best thing I love in assisted senior living, it's multifamily. Residential is there too, but I'm not in it. Residential, I lost it way back. I sold every home we had and everything. So senior living is about 80 to 90 units we built and with movie theaters and spas and, uh, you know, the uh, spas and, uh, you know, salons and four dining halls, five-star dining, five-star dining in the assisted living, unheard of. Yeah, these are the kind of places that people are willing to spend a lot of money to come and live within these, in these types of homes because people aren't necessarily wanting to move in, but they're going to have all these other benefits and they're at a point in their life where that's where things are at. I'm so glad you said it, Stephen. The key thing is when we look at, we are as comparable to regular assisted living because we are able to buy, build it cheaper, first of all. So loans are lower, uh, you know, amount, mortgages and all. But we are coming with 4,000, hold on, 
4,000 to 5,000 for the whole month, including all the amenities, all the amenities. And we are building in Michigan, in Texas, in Virginia, in Florida. Of course, the same thing over there, if I bring it here to Bay Area, where I live near San Francisco, it will be 12,000. I'm sure people will say, Vinnie, at this facility, I'm willing to pay 12,000 per month, that kind of facility. But we are giving at you know, affordable price there because our loans are lower and construction cost is lower. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Gives you a little bit of competitiveness. So this yes. has been really great, Vinny. Uh, where can people find out more about you or get in touch? Oh, uh, thank you, Stephen. Yeah. You know, I'm, my website is Vinny Chopra, V-I-N-N, V as in Victor, I-N-N-E-Y, C-H-O-P-R-A, Chopra, Dot com and then also I have a very very new uh, new website also seniorlivinginvesting.com and uh, you know I'm on Instagram Twitter uh, Facebook YouTube everywhere LinkedIn <laughs> well great we're in, we'll include that link uh, so people can find out about you in the show notes thanks so much for joining us and I uh, look forward to the next time we get to hang out Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. God bless you. And tremendous, uh, you know, congratulations on your podcast and all the great information you're bringing to lots and lots of people. So good luck to you, man. Oh, I appreciate that so much. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level. 